Welcome to the Blonde Runner podcast with Coach Laura Erickson, where she shares her healthy living tips as a running and triathlon coach and mother of four. Hello, Coach Laura Erickson with BlondeRunner.com. I just was going to talk about nutrition today, particularly for running events and marathoning. I think this is really important. This is often the thing people neglect when it comes to practicing this in their training. And that's often what leads to non-finishing, you know, DNFs. Do not, you know, or you're not, you're not finishing your race because you didn't do your nutrition properly. So it's really important. Uh, One of the things that I really want to emphasize and the thing you should get most out of this, I think is practice in your training, what you're doing, what you're going to be doing in the race. Um, I also highly suggest using many different products. I use all kinds of products. I have my favorites, but I use different products in training just so I can see what I tolerate and don't tolerate. Sometimes they might be serving on the course what you haven't tried before and you don't If you forget your nutrition or don't bring it with you or don't know if you tolerate it, how are you going to do in the race, right? So different, there are different products out there. Um, I do custom coaching design for particular races. So if you're doing a race, I would suggest you look up that race, see what they're serving. In other words, what foods or what products are sponsoring them, that's most likely what they'll have on course. If you don't see it, you can always uh, message the race director. As a race director myself, I appreciate the messages, uh, you know, finding out what they're interested in knowing. So ask them, what are they serving on course? What's going to be where? And a lot of times they'll have it mapped out and at mile whatever they'll have gel at mile another they'll have electrolyte drink so whatever it is find it out before um and then try a lot of different things in your training and i'll mention that before and i'll mention it many times because really it's it's interesting to see what you tolerate and one thing too is you may not tolerate it on one day but on another day you will i don't know if you guys are like me but some days your stomach doesn't tolerate as much food as other days and you never know when that what that's going to be like when you race so you you will have kind of a range of what you can have or understanding about what you can tolerate, I think is really important. So um, we'll start with, you know, I'm definitely going to be talking about the different distances and what you need to do for nutrition uh, for the different distances. One of the things I wanted to preface this in saying is, yes, I'm a coach, but I am not a certified dietitian. If you have specific needs, uh, maybe you're diabetic or things like that, I highly encourage you to connect with a registered dietitian. Uh, a lot of people go by the title of nutritionist, but that doesn't necessarily mean they have the credentials of a registered dietitian. So look for that or ask them if they have that, especially if you're looking for very specific, if you have specific um, needs that are different than maybe your average person. So um, over the you know 30 years I've coached nearly, um, I have learned a lot and I actually have a lot of my dietitian friends have clients contact me to help them with their nutrition for racing. So There is a lot to be said for people with experience and experience matters and you can gain that experience through training. So even if this is your very first marathon, you should be practicing your nutrition and training, especially on your long day. So um, I do want to talk about uh, different elements of your training and and how nutrition plays a role. Um, One, we already know it's super important. It's what sometimes doesn't get people to the finish if they don't do it right. Uh, usually the problem has to do with electrolytes. So electrolytes is one of the first things I like to talk about. Uh, a few years back, I was, I actually went a trip to Hawaii and went and did the Hanu 70.3 event. Um, I did that event, flew home, drove to Boulder, and then did another 70.3 event right on the heels of that. And I found, 
I was having serious cramping on that run. Uh, my feet were cramping, my hamstrings, my calves. It was horrible. I couldn't run. And somebody on course had some electrolyte they gave me and I took it and within minutes I was running again. And so one of the products that I am a huge believer in is this salt stick and this is what saved my race. I was able to finish and I was, I was still so depleted with electrolytes that it took a while to get my legs back and things, but these saved the day. So. I like this particular product because it's something you can chew. It's called fast chew because you chew it and then it absorbs into your body. So the reason I want to talk a little bit about um, electrolytes is because I've had several experiences with not having enough electrolytes or depleting my electrolytes. This is usually what causes the cramping. The cramping is what causes you to stop or you can't run anymore or your muscles seize. So that's why it's so important to make sure you're getting enough of it. This is pure electrolyte with, um, with the electrolyte. This, this has your calcium, your um, sodium chloride, which is your table salt, right? But it also has the magnesium. And uh, I don't know if I mentioned the calcium in there. So having that combination, it absorbs into your muscles. So electrolyte and water, it's funny. I read this article, um, or I had to do this assignment in, in AP uh, anatomy in high school. And I remember reading this article. We had to do, uh, you know, look at journals and get articles and report on them. One of them, it caught my eye. It said salt sucks. And uh, I thought, yeah, okay, salt sucks. What does that mean? And as I read the article, I learned that it binds with sodium chloride. And you pee it out if you get too much sodium. And if you get enough, it actually helps you absorb. So the... The important thing there is getting that hydration into the cell. And to be able to do that, you need the electrolytes. If not, it's like watering a plant on the leaves. It just falls off. It's important to water a plant at the roots. And that's what happens when you have electrolyte with it. So another experience I have with electrolytes is when I was in college, I was actually, I'm from Colorado. I was recruited to run for the University of Utah on scholarship. So I ran for them. And I remember the coach was like, we are going to be racing in Arizona and it's really hot. Everybody make sure you're drinking. So I listened really well. <laughs> I drank and drank and I drank and I drank too much. And I got a, um, something called hyponatremia where I pretty much diluted my blood of electrolytes and I was peeing like all the time. I wasn't taking it with the electrolytes, the water. I was just having water. And so I got to that race and ugh, I, I remember the coach, I tried, I didn't have a very good race cause I was depleted on electrolytes. Um, and my muscles weren't functioning like they normally would. And it was not good. And I didn't do as well as I normally do. Normally I was one of the top runners on the team and I was like third or fourth. And he's the coach. I remember he goes up to me and he's like, did you even try? I'm like, yeah, but that was my first brush with diluting my blood too much. So yes, hydration is important, but hydration with electrolyte is really important. That's what's going to get it in the cell to be used. So if you're not having enough electrolyte and that was my situation when I went to do boulder is that I was depleted a little bit dehydrated when I travel. I don't seem to drink as much either. And so I just had been too, too depleted. And I had always used some electrolyte in my training, but I now since have used electrolyte on a daily basis, much more than just racing and a little bit in training. I actually use it on a regular basis all the time because I'm always training too, but it just keeps my electrolyte levels where they need to be. And I don't have that cramping. And as I've noticed, as I've gotten older, electrolyte becomes a little more important too. Um, 
I think that we don't retain as much uh, of the different minerals and things like that, and we definitely lose some muscle as we get older. So those are the things we need to be working on. When it comes to maintaining muscle, that's one of the reasons we want to eat. Um, I, I believe, you know, we're going to talk about there pretty much is pre-race nutrition or pre-training. There's training nutrition and there's there's post-nutrition uh, or recovery nutrition. So we're going to kind of go through all those phases. There is a lot to cover and this is definitely important. I highly encourage you to save this clip um, or tag it or keep a, you know, get the link or something and keep it somewhere so you can revisit this because it takes a little bit of time to, to get this all in, I think the, the most important thing is to use it. That's when you really learn it. But it's something you might have to revisit many times. Uh, again, the most important thing is going to be timing, trying different products, and practicing in training. So I want to go through pre-race nutrition a little bit because depending on how well you come into a race hydration-wise and nutrient-wise, that's going to change what you do in a race. So I wanted to talk about, you know, what do I do for a morning run? Uh, I do actually have a separate clip on this talking about like morning runs and and I know the big thing now is like fasting runs do you not eat anything and go on a run I often do that is go on a run get up get out go on a run one thing you don't want is to eat something super heavy where you just feel like it's right here the whole time you don't feel good so you know the key is to feel good and then give your body the fuel it needs um, a lot of times I'm often when I'm when I'm when I take something before a, a workout it's for that workout. When I take something during workout, it's often for recovery and during the end of the workout. So it just depends on what the workout is. So I, part of this is gonna be a little general, it just depends on what you're doing. But if I'm going on a four or six mile run in the morning, I'll go fasting. I won't, I won't take anything with me. If it's over six miles, I might take a handheld bottle with water or electrolyte in it. Um, and I'm making sure that I'm hydrating well. I might drink four ounces or something before. But, you know, some days you have that gut slush thing. And some days your body's doing a little better. So you just have to kind of read your body a little bit. One of probably the best fruits that you can have when it comes to eating before a race or before a run is a banana. Potassium, high potassium, it is probably the most digestible. One thing I will say about fruit is often other fruits can give you gastric distress. That fructose is not working well with you, so you need to be careful there. I find a little more processed uh, works, you know, the applesauce works a little better. I often will take this before races. Um, and it, you know, it could be a product, product like this. I like the cinnamon applesauce too, the little pouches. Um, and versus an apple. And the difference is, is generally, yeah, you want a whole apple because it gives you the fiber. Well, fiber is not something you want to have right before a race. So when it comes to the day before a race, that's one thing you want to avoid. You want to eat through the day. You want to stay hydrated, but you don't want to do a lot of fiber. And normally salads are great, but I would say, again, it's a timing thing. We run every day or most days, right? And, but you don't want to eat a salad right before you go running. You maybe have the salad for lunch and you do an early morning run. Maybe you have an afternoon uh, run or a night run or something. You just, you have to time it so you're not having something in your stomach. And you might have to give it two or three hours uh, after a fibrous meal to be able to go running. So consider that. Uh, but if I'm going for a longer run, I might have half a banana. Um, generally, I'm not a big believer in naked carbs or having a carb only unless I'm about to go running. Uh, often when I have a snack, maybe outside of running or after running, I'll have half a banana and some almonds. Uh, but if it's right before a run, I'll just stick with a half a banana or um, maybe some kind of a applesauce or cinnamon applesauce or 
Other things I like are even an off-brand of a granola bar. Super digestible, easily digestible. Um, that is something actually before a race, if I'm going to do a 5K, I'll have something like this. 5,000 meters was my specialty in college. And these are kind of things I had. Just really simple, easy banana or something before a race. Nothing super heavy, but something to give me a little in my tummy. Um, and that, that's all you need. A 5K, um, they don't often, a lot of 5Ks, maybe you have one, one aid station. I know in college when I ran, we didn't have any aid stations. You don't really need a lot during the race for a 5K. It's usually a pretty short event. 10K, yes, now we're talking, you maybe need a little more, but a little bit of water during the race or Gatorade is usually ample. You don't really need much more for a 10K. Maybe you want a gel or something. Um, gels, there's a ton of different kinds of gels. Uh, these are just a few of them. Uh, different, there's so many different kinds. Some people do well with gel. I think the difference with gel is going to be the viscosity. Some of them are thicker than others. And so you just have to find what works well for you, what you tolerate. Um, one thing I will say about nutrition products is give a, keep giving them a try. You might try a gel and you're like, oh, my stomach hurts. doesn't feel good. But the stomach hurt might be from something else. Or I will say when I first started running, uh, starting to do longer races and things, 5K, you don't need anything, right? But out of college when I started, you know, marathon and things like that or Ironman events and things I do now, I have to learn how to tolerate food while I am training. Now, if you haven't done that before and you first start doing that, you'll find that your stomach is like, whoa, what's going on? The muscles are like, hey, I need the blood. I'm working. And the stomach's like, hey, I need the blood because I'm trying to digest here. And then what your body does is feel nauseous. So it may not actually be the product. It may be that your body's not used to tolerating food while you're running. And so that's really important for you to learn, especially if you ever get into ultras and things. You need to be able to tolerate food while you're running. And some of it takes practice. The first few times, maybe you're not going to feel good. But you also might find that, you know, I, I do better with a liquid or I do better with a solid or, you know, some people gel just doesn't feel good. It doesn't make them feel good. Others love it and they do great on it. Uh, other products that are very useful. Again, try all these different things. These chews. Uh, I know Bunk Breaker makes them. Scratch makes these like chews and there's different, a bunch of different ones. Like, uh, let's see, Honey Stinger makes these blocks. These are really popular too. These cliff blocks. They're more of a chewy, uh, food. Um, that's going to be something. Give those a try. Uh, another thing's flavor, you know, try them. But I know I have done races before where they hand me something. And uh, I will say, okay, here's a little tip. Let's say you're doing a half marathon. Before you get to the aid station, I, I usually like to start with a gel. In course, ladies, we can use our bra for a, a you know, pocket. Men, you know, you've got pockets in your shorts. But I usually like to start with a gel uh, or some... Uh, product, whatever I like. And then before I get to the aid station, I actually take that gel. So when I get to the aid station, I can drop the packaging and then take water. So I'm not like, oh, I've done. <laughs> it was actually Ogden half marathon. I uh, went to the aid station, got my gel, but ended up getting the gel at the end of the aid station. And so I was taking it, uh, wanted to get it down, but I didn't take water after it. And I, I tell you, it's cinnamon apple, and I don't know if I can do cinnamon apple ever again after that because I had that dry mouth cinnamon apple until finally the next aid station I could drink something. So timing matters in the race too. You do not want to have that happen. So 
um, do take that maybe gel at the beginning and make sure you have enough time to have wash it down if you can. So it's just all timing. It's all practice. Uh, so that's just a tip for you on that. Um, when it comes to half, since we already brought it up, the half marathon, everybody's a little bit different. One of the mistakes I see a lot of people make when it comes to marathon and half marathon nutrition is they either watch it, what other people are doing and do that instead of having their own plan, or they don't take anything at the first ones because they feel fine. The problem is, is you only tolerate so much throughout the race. And so you should be taking, in my opinion, something at every aid station. Generally, I like to start with a base of water. So, so I'm hydrated. I take my nutrition before the race. For a marathon, I may eat anywhere, anywhere from two to 500 calories, but I'm eating that incrementally. I am getting up a little earlier. I want to make sure it's in me before, you know, a couple hours before. So I'm tolerating it well and it's in my system. Um, but at the first aid station, I'm going to take water. The next aid station, I'm taking water and electrolyte. Then the first aid station that they allow gel and things like that depends on the race, it, you know, four or five or six miles. And you may find that you need to bring something and do your own, uh, have a little earlier for you. But that's a set sort of increment that you're going to want when you're training too, is make sure you have water at a certain stop. Or unless you plan, I have seen this before. I've seen people run the race with a water bladder on their back or a water bottle in a can. You can certainly do that. It kind of slows you down because you have it or maybe it sloshes and irritates you or gets your back hot. Most of the races are very well stocked. Um, some are not. If it's a new race, maybe you want to take your own thing. For trail runs, you need to supply your own. But for road racing, usually they have enough on course and so you don't have to really worry about carrying your own. But know that you're only going to get the nutrition at the station. So you're not going to have it. If you want it during and throughout, then maybe take a handheld or something else that might work for you. Um, other products that I like to use are usually what you see on course are gels, uh, uh, electrolyte type beverage and water, and sometimes fruit. Sometimes I'll have oranges too. Oranges usually people do tolerate. I actually use oranges in my training too, because they're usually pretty refreshing. Uh, so I like to use as much normal food as I can in my training. You don't always have to have these special products, but the products I would say that are more necessary to buy would be ones with electrolyte because that is what you're missing or that's what we need in addition to what a normal person necessarily would have. Maybe a normal person that doesn't run, right? <laughs> so, but as runners, we need a lot more anti, uh, what do you call them? Um, antioxidants. So vitamin C and zinc and those kind of things. So it's really important. I, I think it's interesting as we run and especially I've seen this problem a lot. A lot of the marathon people, they're like, I don't understand why I'm gaining weight when I'm running all these miles. And I think part of the problem is they kind of check out when it comes to their nutrition. They're like, I am running so much and they're tired. They often make their decision based on what you know, oh, that smells good. I'm going to eat that. And they overeat. So I think it's really important to keep all of that in check. One of the ways that you can do that is by logging your food. I'm an advocate for MyFitnessPal. I know there's some other apps out there that work really well. But with that, you're very accountable, much more accountable than if you were just, oh, yeah, I'm about where I need to be. If you actually document, and I wouldn't say you have to do it every single day, but if you know you could do a little bit better or you want to learn what nutrients you're deficient in, I suggest that you download the MyFitnessPal app, 
they have a free version and it still tracks things and I highly encourage that. So um, track it, learn. That's how you're going to get better at understanding what this is all about. So, all right. I do also suggest you keep a training log, not only of your miles, but also what you're doing for nutrition. Um, you might find that you're learning from that. Obviously, you should be learning from your training. So if you go, let's say you're going on a 16-mile long run and you're doing nutrition incrementally like the race, I like to write down, okay, exactly 42 minutes I had this flavor gel. And I'll write down, I'll look at the packaging and say, okay, I had, it gave me, you know, 100 calories. I had this many um, you know, this much electrolyte, I write it all down so I can learn and say, how did I feel? How did that work? Now, how we feel also being a coach, I know it does line up to what happened that week. Are we our high volume week and it's, or is it a recovery week? How we feel might change a little bit. It might not completely be related to the nutrition, but you can certainly say, well, how did, how did it taste? How did you feel? I mean, cause there's some flavors that like, you don't want in your mouth for a long time, right? You'll find that there's ones that you like. But if you w rely on the coarse food, then you might not get a flavor you like. So you can always take things, like I said, take things with you uh, for that. So, all right. So we talked a little bit about, root, you know, your nutrition for um, your runs in the morning, taking something little like a 5K would be. Um, and then I think the key to, so, I want to talk about, uh, so I talked about half marathon nutrition. Most people, and for me, usually two gels does me. I, I'm fine with two gels through the race, and then I drink water and Gatorade alternating through the race. That's what I do. That works really well for me. Um, I think one of the things you have to consider is, one, how hydrated you're going into the race. Two, the conditions of the race. I know I did a race a few months ago. It was a hundred and it got up to 112 degrees that day. I think it was 109 when I ran. It was just a 5k good thing, <laughs> but it was hot and it was very humid. And the hydration is going to be a little different for a very dry climate. If it's very hot or if it's cold, uh, I think people, a lot of times when it's cold, they have a hard time getting nutrition. So making sure that you're disciplining yourself. One mistake I see people make is waiting until they feel thirsty or feel hungry. That's just not what's going to happen. I mean, seriously, if you trained like that, like, oh, I'm going to run my long run when I feel like it, then guess what? You're probably not going to do it as well as you could do, right? We stick to a plan. So a well, a good race is a well-executed plan. Have a plan, a nutrition plan, write it out, try it in training. Did it work? Did it not work? How can you make it better? It's like a recipe, right? <laughs> if it didn't work, oh, it looks like I used too much of this or it tastes this way or I need to add a little more of this, right? So that's what we want to do with our nutrition. Document it and make it better. So that's what I do for my half marathon. Uh, you can practice that if you're training for a marathon. You can obviously, you're going to be doing a 13-mile run. So you're going to be able to practice whatever you document that you want to try to do. Um, I wanted to give you some rules of thumb to kind of help. Um, and I will say I'm, I'm going to do a separate um, nutrition on like Ironman training. I, I do have one on my YouTube. It's a little older now, so I want to go through it. It was actually pre my first Ironman. I've done three Ironmans now. It still holds true. Everything I said works really well, uh, but new products, different things I'm using now that are even better. So we should learn and grow. And that's what we want to do. But I did want to give you some rules of thumb. Um, generally, I... I recommend trying to tolerate anywhere from one to three ounces of water per mile. Some people can go a little more than that. 
but most people don't seem to tolerate a lot more. Now, on on that's on the run. When we're on our bike, and I'll talk about that, cycling nutrition is very different. Uh, we can tolerate a lot more because our blood is moving. Our muscles are is moving the blood, so our heart rate doesn't get as high. So that's a whole other topic. But I would say a good rule of thumb is one to three uh, ounces per mile. If you're larger, maybe you could go up to five ounces because men are bigger and they can tolerate a little bit more. Um, I find for the run for me, I don't like to do any more than one or 200 calories an hour for me. Uh, and I go on the lower end, but um, you know, like in, I know I'm going to kind of bring up Ironman here because that is a long event, just like a marathon would be. Your nutrition is going to be based a little bit on how long you're out there. So maybe two gels for me doing a half marathon and 135 or something is going to be less you know, then you would tolerate if maybe you're listening in and you're, is your first half marathon and you're doing it in two hours or two thirty, you're going to have to have a little more nutrition, nutrition because you're out there a little longer. So consider that, um, you're not, you know, a lot of people calculate how many calories am I burning? And that's how much I need to replace during, you're not going to tolerate the number of calories you're burning. Uh, during the race, you're not going to be able to tolerate that. And again, teaching your body to tolerate the calories is important. Um, but I would start there, 100 to 200 calories an hour. Um, maybe go up to 250 or 300. If you're a, a bigger guy, you're, you know, I'm, I'm 125 and 5'4". So 5'4 and a half. And so it depends on your size, how much you can tolerate and um, what, what your preferences are. And also what foods you're having. One thing that I see a lot of people doing too much of is we definitely want protein, but we want to time it right. Protein is better for recovery, or if you're going to be out there a long time, like for, for instance with Ironman, you're out there swimming, you get no nutrition on the swim. You shouldn't be drinking that water. Um, I guess I have before; it's not good for you. <laughs> but if you're on the bike, that's when you can get the the nutrition. Before I will talk about a tiny bit Ironman, and I will talk about that in another clip. But I think it's important to differentiate. Um, I think for me, like a lot of times before an Ironman event because I'm out there for, I'm burning like 5,000, 6,000 calories when I do an Ironman for my size. I need something with some calories in it. So a lot, this is a really common, very easily digestible food. And if you're tired after a run, this might be a good product for you. It's 350 calories, but you've got the protein in there. It's a, the protein carb combination I think is really valuable after a workout because we're eating to maintain lean muscle. And the body with running Usually if you see runners that have run for a long time, professionals, they're very lean because their body catabolizes its own muscle to use for fuel. And so it's sort of a way to keep yourself lean where you want to make sure you eat to maintain lean muscle. And oftentimes after we run, sometimes if we run really hard, we don't even have an appetite. You kind of should encourage, you know, you should try to get a liquid of some sort. Um, and I do this sometimes as well. These uh, other protein drinks, um, you can make your own. I've done that too. I had that for this morning. So, um, but the, the key is protein. And, and I would say you don't always need product. You can always get eggs too. It's really good and high in protein. Uh, there's, that is something that you need to consider after a race too. And there's products like this that, that you can put in water and, or milk or whatever. Um, with that being said, I will say one of the things that you want to avoid before racing or training is dairy. I wouldn't recommend, maybe the night before, sure, uh, but I would not recommend having a yogurt before you run a race. 
uh, yogurt's really healthy. It's great to have any other time. And actually that's a really good before bed snack or after run thing. I think it was actually Ogden after I, I teach diabetic dieting. I was diabetic with my third boy on insulin. So I, it kind of is genetic. It runs in my family. And so I highly encourage people to eat diabetic diet, do diabetic dieting, which is pretty much keeping your blood sugar levels consistent. There was a video clip. Actually, I might have this one somewhere. I'll have to find it. It's really hilarious. But it basically went through the what is the mind doing when you do a marathon? And it was it, it goes along with the blood sugar, right? Oh, my gosh, I feel so good. This is great. Oh, I can do it. Oh, my gosh, how many more miles do we have? Like, you know, five miles in. And your, your blood sugar is going up and down. And then, you know, you've probably seen the people crying at the end of a marathon. Their blood sugar is so low. Your, your brain works on glucose only, right? If you're not keeping those serum or blood levels high enough, you kind of get depleted and you kind of are not thinking. So I find with racing, especially marathon or longer races, I do a lot of numbers in my head, but when I can't concentrate or figure out those numbers, I know I'm definitely low on, on my sugars. And so that's one thing that you're replenishing on that run or race is having the, having that carbohydrate. That's going to fuel your brain. That's the glucose you need. If you can't think straight for getting super emotional, you're probably not having this consistent blood sugar level. You know, when somebody doesn't eat and they get grumpy, they get cranky. Yeah, they get hangry. <laughs> that's that's because they're not they're not eating what they need to. So keeping up those stores, you know, those, those carbohydrates, not only during, but before, during, after, making sure that you're getting a balance. And again, it's different for everybody. So Marathon nutrition is very similar to your half marathon nutrition, obviously doubling it up. But the most important thing I can say for marathon is taking something at every aid station, especially at the beginning. That's when you don't feel like it, but you can tolerate it a lot better than when your body is getting fatigued and the muscles need to process uh, that blood and get more oxygen. Then you're not having as much blood to digest unless you've been practicing. So I highly suggest getting that water electrolyte in beforehand and just incrementally getting that nutrition but we'll definitely be talking more about that some of the other products i just want to touch on i will have i'm just showing you some of the stuff i know that a lot of people have these in training but um just your fruit snacks are good i do some cheetos on when i i do cross training so i'm a big obviously I, i'm a triathlete i believe in that actually for uh running events too and so eating normal foods or just like candies and stuff is totally fine um these are one of my favorites for backpacking as well as these little um just fruit leathers you can make your own um other things that are super super yummy are the waffles these are so good and then these are dangerously good, I'm just saying. Uh, another thing I wanna talk about and touch on is some people get a gut that just doesn't settle well. And so one of the things that I encourage, and you can take this, I, I do a lot of backpacking and uh, stuff like that. So I'm always concerned about making sure everybody's tummy's feeling good. But some ginger chews, I mean, there's tons of different brands. I'm not like advocating any, but there are some particular brands I like, but another thing is peppermint kind of settles your tummy. So that can be used for training. Uh, I wouldn't say use it in racing. You could use it in racing. I have done it in triathlon before where I, I do have some gels, um, some ginger stuff in my little, little bag that I eat during. So that's going to be useful for you. Um, other things good. Um, there's just some, just some protein sources, some bars, um, these are all, these are all useful too. Uh, 
if you're like me and you're on the go, 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 you don't ever want to get so you're starving. You definitely want to have, these are some of the things that I put like in my car. So when I'm running around, I have something to eat. Or if I'm at my daughter's volleyball game, I bring some snacks in my bag. So I have some good foods to eat that are high in the protein. So um, another one, last thing I want to mention is electrolyte um, again is they do have the capsules on the salt stick. Obviously, my big believer. Um, the capsules you take one to two an hour. The electrolyte chews. This is their new flavor. Awesome coconut. I love that. Um, then you can do four an hour. But I take these little bags like this in on the race. In the race. So if I'm having a problem, boom, I can pop that. That's something that you're probably not going to find on course. They have electrolyte mixes. Here's a bunch of different kinds of electrolyte mixes that I like. Um, there's just so many different products. But again, I want I think it's really important to try them all out so you can get familiar with how your body tolerates them and you can see what you like better. All right, I wanna make sure I cover everything here. For the most part, again, it's about practicing, documenting what you're doing. And then, yeah, if you're interested, I do have another clip that teaches you how to calculate your own protein needs. Um, another thing to consider with how much water you need, I gave you kind of a ballpark, but um, you can tolerate a lot more water on a bike, I will say that. What you really should do as well to know what you, what you need to replenish after a run I, for instance, I, when I, I ran for Utah State, so I ran for the U and then I transferred, I changed my major and transferred up to Utah State and ran for them as an all-conference runner there. It was really fun. I loved, I loved Utah State. Go Aggies. That's where I graduated. Um, but I remember particularly one run I did, I weighed myself, our coach had us sometimes doing this, weighing ourselves before and after run so we could replenish the water. I lost 12 pounds on a 12 mile run once because it was so hot. I'm not as severely dehydrated, so that was not a good situation, but I could hydrate quickly and I was coherent and everything. It wasn't a bad thing. That's another good reason to go with other people. I happen to do that solo, but I suggest going with other people so if you have any problems. But you can do something called finding your sweat rate, and so I highly encourage you to just Google that, and it will tell you how you can do that. But it is you weigh yourself before and all that stuff, and then you can see how much you need to replace when you've went running. But that's really important is, is hydration and staying hydrated and making sure, of course, you're getting the electrolytes with it so so it actually absorbs. So hope this was helpful for you. I will uh, be giving a lot of other nutrition tip trips throughout the season or tips throughout the season. So lots of little things that work for people. Uh, hope this was helpful for you. If you have any other questions, you can certainly message below or message me directly. And if you have questions, please message me because I love to answer those questions on these clips. So um, anyway, I encourage you to say this and hopefully you listen to my podcast as well. I will be putting this on my podcast and you may be already listening to it here. So um, I hope you're doing well. And until I see you next, live well. Thank you again for listening in to the podcast. I wanted to encourage you to like and subscribe and please share this so others are learning about it so we can continue growing it. You can also find me on Instagram at the blonde runner and that's B-L-O-N-D-E with an E on there. And you can also find me on Instagram at coach Laura Erickson and that's L-O-R-A-E-R-E.
I-C-K-S-O-N. And thanks again for, for listening in. And until next time, live well. Thank you.